Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on the program today. Lockdown Blue Devils, of course, is your daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. We hope you enjoyed our Locked On Network-wide year of 2022 in-review episode that we had for you yesterday as we transition into today's program. We're going to talk about Duke women's basketball with the radio play-by-play voice of the Blue Devils, Chris Edwards. Make sure that you're listening to all Duke Athletics, uh, GoDuke.com and the Varsity Network app to be able to listen to all of their amazing coverage of Duke basketball. Be sure to follow this podcast in particular wherever you get your podcast and watch the show daily on YouTube each and every day. Without further ado, we bring on my good friend Chris Edwards, who's here with us. Chris, happy holidays to you. A happy early new year. Glad to have you back on the program, my friend. JJ, always great to be with you. Happy holidays. Happy new year to you and all the great folks listening out there. Excited to talk a little bit about Carol Lawson's squad so far this season. So here we are uh, about a couple of days away from the new year. Duke's got one game left in 2022. They're also getting very early into ACC league play. Where are the Duke ladies at right now? Yeah, good question. Uh, so far, a great start to the, to the season for Coach Lawson's team. 11-1, and one, the only loss to Connecticut out in Portland as part of the PK event out there, the Field Night uh, Legacy event. Then Duke rebounded from that. They beat uh, Oregon State a couple nights later. Some quality non-conference wins for Duke, Oregon State, a Power 5 opponent. They're going to be pretty good, I think, by the time you get to the end of the season. And then you look at a couple of road wins that Duke has already secured in the non-conference. They beat Toledo, a team that won the MAC last year. They're probably going to win the MAC again this year. Uh, they went deep into the WNIT last year as well, so that's a good quality road win. They're already up over into the top 50 of the net, so that's going to help the Blue Devils a ton. Uh, another quality road win at Florida Gulf Coast, who's always one of the best teams in the A-Sun. As a matter of fact, when Duke played Florida Gulf Coast, they were one of the top two teams nationally in the mid-major top 25. So that's going to be another win that I think is going to come back to help the Blue Devils later on. And then you mentioned at the early start to ACC play, Duke beat Virginia just before the holiday break at Cameron. Uh, it was Virginia's first loss of the season. They came in 12-0. and Blue Devils knocked them off by 14. And they're really getting contributions from a lot of different people. And I think the thing that, that's been most exciting for the coaching staff is that they've been winning with defense. They're one of the best defensive teams nationally. They're top five nationally in field goal percentage defense. They're top five nationally in scoring defense. What does that mean? Well, that means they're not giving up a whole lot of points. Yeah. They lead the ACC uh, in points, fewest points allowed. So I, I think that's been a, a big sign of encouragement because Coach <laughs> talked about it last year, just how this team struggled, especially down the stretch defensively. And that was a point of emphasis for Duke. Uh, coming into this season was to be a better defensive team. Duke was able to do that. They they secured some better defenders uh, out there, and I think that's been the biggest bright spot for me is how well they played defensively on a night-in, night-out basis. And I think you could really say that for the men's squad this season too, Chris, which is really surprising because we know that John Shire's bunch has so many newcomers, and that's typically one of the last things that comes together is the defensive communication and that sort of thing. So to hear the same thing, for the Stuke women's basketball team, top five nationally, as you said, 
in so many defensive categories and statistics. Why have they been so good on that end? Yeah, I think it's just been a point of emphasis. You know, that they were such a, a poor defensive team down the stretch last year that when Coach Lawson kind of evaluated things at the end of the season, she said, we've got to be a better defensive team. Yeah, and Coach and I have talked about this during some of our conversations pregame and also at the radio show. Uh, you know, maybe you have a night where you don't shoot it so well or the ball is not going through the net. Well, defense can travel, right? Uh, it's kind of like the baseball analogy. You know, what wins championships pitching and defense in baseball? Yeah. What keeps you in games on a basket when, when you're not shooting it well is your defense. If the other team can't score, it buys you some more time to figure out your offense, right? Uh, so I think that's one of the big reasons that de defense was such a big point of emphasis for this coaching staff this year. So we take a look at this Duke women's basketball team on the defensive end. It certainly excelled. When you take a look at what Duke has done offensively, though, what have been some of those strengths? Yeah, I think it's balanced, JJ. I think that's kind of the name of the game and the story of the season for the Blue Devils. I mean, they're so balanced. We talk a lot about depth. There's, you know, what, 17, 18 people on the roster. And it's not just that you've got these people on the roster. It's that everybody right. up and down can contribute. It's quality depth. Now, as you get deeper into league play, roles are going to be more defined. The rotation is going to shorten all of those things. Minutes for certain players might go up. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of ACC play and how good the league is where that's just the, the way basketball works when you get into January and February, right? Uh, but, but it's been not by committee because the Blue Devils have so many talented people, but there's so many different players that can lead you in scoring on a night-in, night-out basis. It could be Celeste Taylor. It could be Elizabeth Alagoon. It could be Kennedy Brown. It could be Cheyenne Day-Wilson. It could be this player, that player. I, you know, there, there's so many options for the Blue Devils, and we've seen that already in the non-conference where maybe one person leads the Blue Devils in scoring for a couple games, and it's somebody else for a couple games, and it's somebody else. I, I think that's going to help the Blue Devils as we get into league play. Balance, that's awesome to yep. hear. I mean, that's what any coach really wants to have because uh, much like defense traveling, sometimes there are nights where a certain player doesn't have it and then you need someone else to be able to step up, and that certainly has helped. Yeah, and then there, you know, there are certain nights where maybe a particular team is a bad matchup for one player but an easier yeah. matchup yeah. for another player, just you know the way the game goes. So we're talking about the Stuke women's basketball team and their start to the season. I want to talk a little bit more about some of the newcomers who are contributing this year, and we'll do that after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online, our absolute favorites, as you can find all of the latest odds, news, and scores. It's your number one spot for all of that. Get every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to all of these college football bowl games. We do know Duke football's got that military bowl a little bit later today against UCF. Basketball, the World Cup just finished. And they had you all covered with the odds there at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. As we move forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, I'm JJ Jackson alongside Chris Edwards. Let's talk a little bit about your coverage again for Duke women's basketball. How can folks listen to you? How can they take in every single thing uh, that is Duke women's basketball? Yeah, appreciate you asking. Locally in Raleigh and Durham, we're on 620 AM. And then you can listen anywhere worldwide, as you mentioned earlier, on the Varsity Network app. It's a free download. Just download the app, search for Duke women's basketball. You can listen to every Duke sport there on the Blue Devil Sports Network from Learfield.
And then you've got a radio show that you do with uh, Coach yeah, Lawson, yeah, right? Coach and I do one basically every week, give or take. I mean, we, we're doing eight shows total. We've already had our first two shows, so six more. Uh, and they're at Grub in Durham right there by campus. You can check GoDuke.com uh, for all the dates and all the times. Most of them are from 6 to 7. We've got one a little later in the year. That's from 5 to 6, but primarily from 6 to 7 at Grub. Uh, you can listen on the Varsity Network app or on uh, the radio on 620 AM locally in Raleigh and in Durham. And always fun conversations with Coach Lawson, who's sure. got a couple of newcomers this year as well, much like the men's basketball squad. Highlight some of those newcomers, Chris, before we talked at the beginning of the season, some unknowns, as you know, every year when you don't know what to expect from certain players. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, the Blue Devils have done a really nice job this year of blending the transfer portal with recruiting some really right. talented rookie players too, right? I mean, that's kind of the name of the game now. And you look at players like Reagan Richardson, who, who's had a really big impact for the Blue Devils already this year. Uh, she's a transfer from Georgia. Another talented freshman, Ashlyn Jackson, who leads Duke in three-point field goal percentage as they get ready to to wrap up the, the 2022 portion of their schedule. She's having a great rookie year. I think about a player like Kennedy Brown and Mia Heidi, who have really contributed to Duke's presence in the post, and they both play great individually. Co coaches talked about how she views those two players as maybe one position, like one center position, uh, and they've really contributed in a big way for the Blue Devils. You look at Jordan Oliver, too, which I think is kind of the key for the Blue Devils right now. Jordan was here last year. She didn't play. She was injured. But she had a chance to absorb all of those things and be in the system on the bench. And you're seeing those pay off. Jordan's come off the bench the last couple of games. She's top five nationally in assist to turnover ratio, leads the ACC in that category, and really done a nice job of, of managing the offense for the Blue Devils. And that frees up players like Celeste Taylor or Cheyenne Day Wilson to create their shot at times uh, this season, too. So it's a really nice balance of newcomers in the sense that they're rookies, but also newcomers in the sense they're transfers from other programs and they've all been coached incredibly well through other programs and I think that's allowed them to step in and take a giant step forward with this program. It really is a new day and age when you've got all the transfers and then as you said uh, the rookies coming into play and your freshman year trying to learn the new speed of the college game and being able to blend everybody together. Uh, it, it takes a really good coaching staff in order to make all of those things happen we talk so much about Carol Lawson, but Chris, if you will, something that I quite honestly haven't asked you frequently about here on Locked On Blue Devils, the rest of the coaching staff. People love following what that men's basketball assistant coaches, their former players and faces that you recognize for John Shire's bench. What about Carol Lawson's bench? What can you tell us? Yeah, a really experienced bench there, JJ. I mean, she's got a couple of, of really, all three coaches are really veteran coaches. Winston yeah. Gandy, who coached in the NBA for a while before he came to Duke, also coached at Rice. He's one of Duke's two associate head coaches, along with Tia Jackson, who's in her second stint as an assistant at Duke. She was here with Coach Guest, of course, uh, when Duke was making that uh, first initial push to all those final fours back in the uh, mid to early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, then went on to, to coach at Miami and several other places and has had a great career as a coach. And she's become a, a great instrumental piece for Coach Lawson's staff. And Karen Lang, who spent a lot of time at Georgia as an assistant coach with Joni Taylor, uh, she's at Duke now. This is her first year, and she's made a huge impact as well. So and I think that's kind of the underrated part, as we've talked with Coach about this on the radio show a few times, of how important those – recruitments were in her mind. She said, those are the, the most important uh, assignees that I got was to have these coaches come and take a chance on, a, on someone who hadn't coached a whole lot and, and to share her vision and share where she has the program going, what her direction is. And, and I think those three uh, people have been a big brain trust for the Blue Devils and a great sounding board for coach. Really cool to hear. So the Stu women's team, as you said, off to a really good start, just one loss so far uh, to UConn out there in Portland. 
looking at the ACC so far, what's kind of the pulse of the league? Uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that surprises anybody. Yes. It's not just top heavy. I think, you know, one through 15, the league is going to be really talented this year. I was looking at it uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, 14 of the 15 teams in the league are in the top 100 of the net. Uh, and then the, the one that's not in the top 100 is like 106. So you know you're going to get a, a really competitive game on a night-in, night-out basis. You've got the usual cast of characters that are going to be up there. Notre Dame is going to be really good. They're having a great year. Obviously, NC State's having another solid season. They're 11-1. and one. Virginia Tech, they've had a just a phenomenal start to the season. I think everyone expected the Hokies to be really good because they've got so much back. Asia Shepard, Elizabeth Kitley, who's the preseason player of the year in the league. So Virginia Tech, probably one of the teams to beat in the ACC. North Carolina has been really impressive, too. Uh, so, I mean, the triangle is well represented in the ACC again this season. I, I just think it's going to be a dogfight every night. I mean, Virginia's got a new coach. They're 12-1 and one now after they played the Blue Devils the other night and lost. Uh, so don't be surprised if you see these teams beat up on each other, but they're going to be battle-tested come March. You look at these next two to three weeks, this stretch to really kickstart ACC play for Duke women's basketball. I uh, haven't really talked about concerns that might be there, but if there were to be something – knowing you're jumping into such a crucial part of the schedule, what does Duke really need to focus on? Yeah, I think just execution still, JJ. You know, just still executing what you want to do. Just be, you know, sounding your game plan. And then limit the turnovers. I mean, every coach talks about it, right? There's a difference in live ball versus dead ball turnovers. The Blue Devils have had some games where maybe the turnovers were a little more elevated than what you'd like to see. So I think handling the basketball, some of that's going to come with – you know, maybe you've got fewer people in the game that handle the ball or are used to handling the ball a little bit more. We'll see if those numbers improve as league play begins. But you're going to face better defenses, too, as you get into the ACC. Everyone's going to know everything about everybody. So the margin for error is so small in these games. And that's just the, the exciting part about league play, isn't it? that everybody knows everybody. You know you're going to get someone's best shot every single night. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited about this group. I think this is a team that can really make a deep run in March. Chris Edwards is here with us today on Lockdown Blue Devils with the Blue Devil Network, his radio play-by-play -play work for Duke women's basketball and Duke baseball, but certainly love talking about all of Duke athletics with Chris. And uh, for folks that are watching us here on YouTube today, Wednesday, December 28th, 2022, you can see I'm sporting the Elko era shirt, and we've got a big bowl game coming up a little bit later today for Mike Elko's squad. Just the fact that they go eight and four, yeah. In year one of the Mike Elko era, what stood out to you, Chris? Uh, just how disciplined they were, how great they were in their schemes, and how much they bought in to what Coach Elko and his staff were preaching. You know, I don't think anyone expected eight wins or six wins. I don't, I don't know that anybody had a, a high ceiling for this year, right? Right. Um, just because so many unknowns and a first-year coach. And, Which was totally fair. Yeah, absolutely. And then to go out and win eight games, I, I think, speaks volumes to, A, what kind of coach Mike Elko is but also be the buy-in from the players and how they were invested from day one and what they've done. I mean, going from last year to this year and a chance to cap it off with a nine-win season in year one, man, the sky's the limit, it feels like, for the Blue Devils right now, doesn't it? It really does. And then you want to talk about what's to come. I mean, just last week we had National Signing Day, the early signing day period, and Duke has one of the largest, most successful yeah. classes that they've ever had for a coach that primarily – got these commitments before the heart of the season played out. So a vision that didn't have much proof out there on the field clearly struck a chord with all of these great football. Like it's unbelievable what Elko was able to do out there trying to build the future 
of a program that's already gotten off to a good start. Absolutely. And look, Duke's a special place. And I'll tell anybody anytime how special yeah. place Duke is. And anytime you can come be part of this Duke family, I mean, it's it's special. Um, and it's not just football. It's not just women's basketball, men's basketball. It's everything. I mean, you're around excellence every single day. So why would you not want to come and be part of something that's bigger than yourself and something Amen. that's so special like Duke is? What are your thoughts on this Duke men's basketball team so far this season, Chris? Yeah, they played well. I mean, I, look, they, they battled the injury bug a little bit, you know, early in the season. They didn't have their full complement of players. I, I think the, the holiday break was probably good for the Blue Devils to get a chance to regroup, relax, and now they can get back and get back at, to, to ACC play. I think once the Blue Devils get fully healthy, they're going to be a team that's that's going to be dangerous in the back half of the ACC season. So many newcomers, like really yeah. trying to blend all together. I haven't really seen Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead, so to speak, but uh, that guy Kyle Filipowski has really emerged as one of the top freshmen in the ACC and in the country, really. Yeah, what did you have, like four straight games with a double-double <laughs> like that earlier this year? I mean, that's pretty just, good. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do, right? Now, now the question's going to become, like the women's team too, right? You get deeper into the season. There's more tape available. Everybody knows everybody. Teams are going to adjust now, right? So how do you adjust to the adjustments? I, I think those are the, the little intricacies of the game, the little the little – parts of the games that people don't think about. So we'll see as the season goes along. But I, I really like this Duke men's basketball team, too. I think they're built for a deep run. I think both basketball programs are built for a deep run this year. Well, Chris, you mentioned sort of when we're talking about the recruiting pitch for Mike Elko and why not Duke? Why not come join this Duke family? The campus is amazing and beautiful and the atmosphere uh, that you really feel and that sort of thing. In the life of Duke University and Duke Blue Devil Athletics, it's the first time in 42 years that Mike Krzyzewski is not this overarching figurehead, or, or so to speak. What has that been like? What truly has the pulse been like uh, that Coach K hasn't been kind of the, the name or the va- face that you point to? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's now John's program, right? I think that's what everybody thinks. I think it's how everybody views it. I mean, Coach Shire is the head coach, and yeah. it's his it's his program, and it, it's his gig, and he's done a great job taking what Coach K did and is just going to build on it and carry on it. So I, I don't think about it a, a whole lot like that, J.J. I mean, obviously, Coach had a, a really phenomenal career. I mean, that's probably no the end of the day, <laughs> you know, but, but it's John's program now, and I think Coach K would tell you the same thing, and Coach Shire's done a great job. Uh, and I'm just excited to see where he goes and where he leads his program and, and how the Blue Devils continue to grow under his leadership. And Coach K is doing pretty well. I mean, he's yeah. posing with the Heisman Trophy. He's he's at his own suite at the Nike headquarters. I mean, life is good for Mike Krzyzewski still, and he's certainly enjoying retirement, it seems. Yeah, no doubt. I think we should all be so lucky to enjoy retirement like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, as always, it's such a pleasure to catch up with you, talk a little bit about the Stuke women's basketball squad, and so much more. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on the program today. Always, JJ. Great to be with you. That's my good pal Chris Edwards joining us on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Make sure you're listening to him with Duke women's basketball. Go Duke.com to see their full schedule of when you can catch the next game. That's going to do it for today's show. Best of luck to the Duke football squad in the Military Bowl a little bit later today against UCF. We're back at it tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.